Sometimes I enjoy just reading over and reading over and reading over. Because every time I kept going back over this account, I started seeing something new. And I seen something new. That's why I think it's hard for me to get titles. Because I don't normally try to put a title on something until I'm done. See, if you're not careful, you put a title on it, then you put everything, never mind. You put everything you want around that title. And uh, so I try not to do that first. Every once in a while, God will throw a little trick on me and put me out there and put a title on my head all week. And I don't even know it's a title. He's just talking to me. But I end up making it a title. If you've got your Bibles, we're still on the series of Elijah. So far, I've enjoyed it. So far, I've gotten some food out of it. And it's helped me on several different occasions. And my prayer is that you receive something. My prayer is that God speaks to you. And uh, Sometimes if we ain't ready for it, we'll miss it when he does. But Go to 1 Kings chapter 18. All I have is highlights. I don't have any notes, so I don't even know where we're... I kind of have an idea where we're going, but I don't know how we're going to get there. So what I'm going to do is just... We're going to take a big old Boston butt off the smoker this morning. And we're just going to shred that thing. How many, how many of you ever shredded an old Boston butt? I mean, you just you keep working and just keep pulling and pulling. Seems like sometimes the more I pull, the more I got to pull. By the time I'm done pulling, I don't even want nothing to eat. That's a lie. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's dig in here. Let's, let's take a look and see what we've got. We, last week, I'll, I'll, catch you, I'll catch you up. I'll try to keep you tied because the Bible's written in one continuous thing. But last week we talked about Elijah when Elijah went up to the mount, right? And um, he called fire down from heaven. He slaughtered 450 plus 400, that's 850 prophets, 850, I told y'all that dude was bad, I told y'all from the beginning, but he, he ended up slaughtering these, these prophets of Baal because Israel came to realize after a prayer that, that Elijah had prayed, remember he, he prayed out, oh Lord, hear me. Hear me and, and, and show yourself and, and you, you send me the fire so that these people know that it's you. And they know that you turned their hearts, not man. And fire fell from heaven and the people of Israel turned back to God. Remember, they were, they were all up on Baal, remember? They were worshiping Baal and doing all the stuff that God didn't want them doing and it took God to show up on the scene again. God's done it. Elijah takes everybody down to, I think it's Kishon. And uh, he slaughters the prophets. 
now, after all of that's done, this is where we're picking up. Okay? Then, then, this was after he'd already handed everybody their backside. Then, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink. Let me, let me read through it and then I'll come back to it. For there is a sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up, eat, and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and he looked and said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. That's an overabundance of blessing. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I just want to say this right here. Do y'all know how far that was? That's like 25 miles. Man, I can't run 25 feet. And this dude outran a chariot for 25 miles. God's a bad dude too. But anyway, let's get into this. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab. Now you, you got to understand, when I, when I seen that, I was like, then Elijah said to Ahab. Now he's already, him and Ahab's already had some words, right? Now he's presented himself back to Ahab. They went up on the mountain. He calls fire down from heaven. Now he says to Ahab, see, some of you need a person in your life that it ain't because of what they said this time, but it's what they've said the last time that happened, and the last time they happened, and the last time. You need some good godly counsel in your life. You better stop going to those that ain't got nothing to say except the words they speak. We need people in our lives like this. We, we need people surrounding us that, that not only just have something to say, but they've proven what they've said over and over and over and over and over. See, that's why a lot of you won't even go to the pastors. Because you know what the pastor's going to say? The same thing that he told you last week that you still haven't done, and you're blaming everybody else around you. And the pastor's trying to get you, hey, wake up, smell the coffee. I said coffee, and everybody lifted their head up. We need people like this in our lives. Who do you have in your life that speaks this to you? That will give you direction? I mean, I would be, I would be listening. This dude just called fire out of heaven. He's all, he, he dried me up for three years. Now he called fire down from it. I would be listening to this guy. 
And Ahab did. He said, go up, eat, and drink. See, that's... Man, there's a part of forgiveness. Even though Ahab had done all the things wrong. You know, when they had sacrifices in that time, they would eat and drink after the sacrifices. They would eat. He's telling him to go eat. Don't worry yourself anymore. I forgive you what you've done here. Just go eat and drink and celebrate. Go be a part. So Ahab goes up and he, he eats and he says, for there, there's a sound of abundance of rain. Man, I can't, everything's going to hit me. For there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Sometimes, see, there's too many times in our life we're always looking for it when you probably should be listening for it. Oh, come on. See, you're, <laughs> you're waiting for your husband to be right. You're waiting for your wife to be right. You're waiting for your kids to be right. You're waiting for your job to be right. You're always looking. You're always looking. How about listen? Y'all have heard the saying, God give you two ears, one mouth? Listen twice as much as you talk. He said, I hear a sound. I mean, Ahab had so much belief in him that he took off, not because of what he showed him, because of what he heard. These are the people you want to surround your life with. When somebody comes up to you and says, something is taking place and you better go get prepared, you better go get prepared if it's the right person. You've got to have this influence in your life. God doesn't always write you a letter from heaven. And God will put, God will put people in your way and give you a word from him that you would never be expecting from. That's why I tell people all the time, be, be careful that you balance the word by the vessel. You better be careful. Because none of you would have thought that a donkey would have ever talked. But it did. See, you better be careful. You balance the word by the word. Not by the person. Because if we'd done that all the time, we'd miss a lot. We'd probably get hurt a lot. So Ahab went up and he eat and he drink and Elijah went up to the top of Caramel. Hmm. Maybe that's where some of you need to go. You need to go back to the last place God got in your life. You ain't forgot. You knew the last place that God stepped on the scene. Maybe you need to revisit that spot again. And I'm not talking physically. But maybe you need to go back. To where God was in your life. When your life wasn't so disarrayed. So sideways. So upside down. You need to go back to that spot. Because if he done it then. 
to do it now. Because he's faithful. He went back to the top of Mount Carmel. He just went up there just a minute ago. And that's where God showed himself. He said, I got to go back here again. Because I heard something. I heard it. Now I'm going to go to where I heard it. He goes to Mount Carmel, and the Bible says that he sits down, he bowed to the earth, and put his head between his knees. I ain't going to try to demonstrate that. I might pass out. But can I tell you, that's probably what a lot of us need to do. We need to put our head between our knees so that our knees block the noise from everything around us. See, when I hear God talk, I want to hear God talk. See, oh, come on. See, okay. This is why it's important who you hang around. Not everybody is going to believe you when you say you heard God say. But when you know that you've heard God say, you better eliminate some people in the circle. Because just as much God will use a foolish man to give you something, the ones that you think are right probably give you something foolish. Because see, your vision is not going to be my vision. You can't live your life on my faith. That's why we all, that's why the Bible says that we're one body with many members. Because there's things that you can do better than I. You might only be the pinky toe, but the pinky toe keeps the balance. Can you imagine life without one? I mean, I've stumbled now. Imagine what I. What if, what if he wouldn't have gone to Mount Carmel? What if, what if he would have stayed in the midst of the chaos of the 850 that were slayed? What do you, what do you think possibly could have been conversation there? Because all the Israelites were there. What, what do you think the conversations could have been in the cliques? If it wasn't for us, Elijah wouldn't have been able to do that. Come on, church. Can you believe everything that's taken place? I mean, just, just all, I'm sure you had murmuring. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you had exhortation. I'm sure you had a little bit of all of it. I mean, there's a lot of people. All these different conversations. Could you imagine the confusion that could have set inside of his head if he would have stayed? You better get away. If you've heard it, you better go to God. You better get on the mountain. You better put your head between your knees. You better shut off some of the voices because some of the voices are going to tell you something that's going to cause confusion. And then the next thing you know, you're not going to see nothing. 
He said he got up there and he sat down and he put his head between his knees and he, well, I like this. He told the servant to go look. Not only did I like that because I would be out of shape and I would have to send somebody to, Joe, go check it out. <laughs> You're running all the time. You run. I'm going to stay here. But can you, look, check this out. What if Elijah would have went by his sight? Come on, come on, come on. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing, by the way. You don't walk by sight, walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain. He sent somebody else to go look. He was living, oh church, come on. He was living in the sound. Not distracted by what he's seen. He, he was living in the promise that God was going to deliver my children. Not that I see them in handcuffs. He was, he was living in the promise that our marriage was going to survive. Not looking at how the other one was acting and what they were doing. He lived in the sound why? Because faith comes by hearing. You'll get it in a minute. You're out running. Oh, man. You're wearing yourself out because you're doing all the running. Just listen. Because you, be truthful, all right? I ain't talking about how, how much in shape you are. I want you to be truthful. How many times would you have went and looked for rain if it had been you? I'm with you. Come on. It took most of us one time. Well, maybe what I heard really wasn't what I, maybe Johnny was right when he told me that it wasn't. Well, come be truthful with yourself. We too many times we're running out to sea. And we gotta live in our faith. Faith is the substance. Man, if we just stay in our faith, not in our flesh. 
much further could we be if we would have stayed in our faith? If we would have walked our life based on what we've heard? Not what we see. <laughs> wow. You got, you got more faith in gossip than you do in God. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, it, it takes one person. Some of y'all still got your cell phones on. It takes one person to call you and you'll answer. And such and such, do you know that who and who and sister does it all and, and brother getting all in my business and they said and he done and they went and they let and next thing you know, you're right in line with them. Walking just like that. Right? Come on. They, you all know somebody. You've probably done it. Off of hearsay. See, that's why I don't want to know who you know and know about them. From, I don't, and I probably told some of y'all, most of you already know, I don't want to hear a whole lot of your problem. And not because I'm insensitive. Okay, hear me out. The reason I shut you down a little bit, because I know if you're desperate enough and you're wanting an answer from God, I don't want to know everything. That way, when you're given something and it comes through me by God, I want you to know it's God, not me. That's why it's hard to minister to family. Because you're all up in the midst of it. I mean, you're, you're there and you're sitting there and you're going, God, I know if I say this, they're going to go, well, you already know it. So why am I even going to say it? And he's going, I told you to say it. Well, God, and by the time you, by the time you finish this conversation, church is over. And then you go home and he paddles you. I told you to say, it's hard. It's hard. But we've got to get to a point to where we live in our faith and we don't live in our sight. Man, he sent this guy seven times. There was another thing that jumped out to me, too, when he told him to go and look for the cloud. Okay, I want to ask you a question. If I was to come to you, and I was to tell you, I want you to go outside and see if it's going to rain. On the count of three, I want you to look into the direction in which you would look, okay? One, two, three. Wow, I must have just, I failed on that one, didn't I? I want you to look in the direction in which you would look to see if it was going to rain. Does that sound better? Okay, on the count of three, I want you to do it. One, two, three. Everybody's looked up. Nobody looked down. Whoop! It ain't. Check this out. Oh, I love this part. He sent him seven times. Does it mean because you didn't see it the first time that it wasn't there? It might have been that you was looking in the wrong place. Look, look, now it's, now it's getting good. Now it's getting good. He said, so he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. I don't think it was so much that it wasn't there. I think he was trying to convince him to live in the area in which, uh-oh, in, in which the area that he was setting, he was wanting his guy 
Oh, we're two or more agree. Never mind. Never mind. Let's don't go there. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, Hey, you got to understand this. This is Elijah. His servant has seen him do some crazy stuff. And he just witnessed him spank 850 prophets. Don't you know that when Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, go look and see? Don't, I, I don't believe that dude just went up there and went like this and went, no, and then he, I think he went up there and he went, no, nah, that dude already said it's here somewhere. <laughs> I ain't going back and telling him I don't see nothing. I'm going to find it somewhere. Huh? Because he come back, oh, I can see it, man. It, it, Run fast to get there, hoping that he's seen it, and walk slow when he comes back. Man, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I really don't want to talk to him because he's probably going to kill me when I tell him. And he said, there's nothing. Man, Elijah, I just, I just see it. I don't even see Elijah coming. This is a man full of faith. I don't see him coming out of his posture. I see a servant coming back and saying, hey, Elijah. There's nothing. Go again. See, if I was to do that to some of y'all when you come to me, you would get offended because it was as if I wasn't tending to, oh, I'm tending to it, but I got to tend to it here. I, I, can't, I can't get involved with your emotion. I've got to tend to it here. Because here's where I, oh, here's where I find my peace. <laughs> Go again. Seven times. Go again. Just go again. Oh, you, you, don't, you, don't see, you don't see anything yet, Israelites. Go around the mountain again. You'll, hang on, I'll take you. I'll take you a couple trips. You'll figure this out. Oh, the wall ain't fell yet? March around it again. Oh, Naaman, you ain't healed yet? Dip again. Come on, church. Will you live by faith? Are you, are you living, are you really living out? This is kind of comfortable. I wish I had a little cushion. Would you, would you live out your life according to what you heard of God? Would you try that? Not, not what you see. Not what you see in others or from others, but would you live out your life of Christendom in what you've heard God say. But pastor, do it again. Well, I tried it this way. Go again. See, man, when, when things in our life doesn't, doesn't work themselves out the way that we want them to work out, 
and we really want it, we'll do it again. All right, men, here, here's something for you. Here, chew on this one. How many times was you turned down before you found one that was crazy enough to say, I do? Huh? How many times? Look, I wasn't turned down just once. I turned down several times. Found a couple, said, found one that said, I do, I will, and didn't. <laughs> See, I live in the same stuff y'all live in. We'll do it. Go again. Oh, okay. That's not good enough. You, you have to have this one. So Jesus laid hands on his eyes the second time. See, I don't know. I, I don't know. Without going through and dissecting that and just tearing that apart and trying to get into all the stuff with it, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But what would have happened if Jesus would have just stopped then and let that guy see a bunch of trees for the rest of his life? I can see. See, some of it, y'all don't. Y'all don't believe. Y'all don't believe enough. Y'all don't believe enough that Jesus was fully man and fully God. Your conception of Jesus is he was God. The Bible said that he was fully man. So I would have to say there were times in his walk Because you would find him quite often going to pray. He lived in his faith. He lived in what he heard. See, I didn't, I don't say, <laughs> but what my father says. I don't do, but what my father's done. See, there. There might have been an opportunity for Jesus at that point. There could have been a slight temptation at that point. Well, I thought I heard God say, lay your hands on his eyes and they'll recover. They'll open up. He'll see. So you ain't heard it preached that way, have you? He was fully man and fully God. He had a will just like you and I. Yes, he did. Y'all think that he just, oh, oh, he didn't look. He was in the garden praying three times. Father, take this from me. If there's, any, if there's any way we can do this another way, can you pay him off? Pay the ransom. If you can do it another way, and then he said, Father, not, not what? Not my will. He was fully man and he was fully God. 
Who said that when he touched that man's eyes, that his faith wasn't being tested? Prove that to me. I'm just, I just like to throw some stuff out here and let you get involved. I just want you to chew. What if he would have lived in his sight by what he's seen? Then he would have started doubting ooh, what he heard. This is why I can't let you bunch of negative Nancys roll up in my life and say, well, Pastor, I don't think we should. Sometimes I think you probably ought to shut up. But you got How many times have you altered? Just, okay, fine. Let me get you out of the spiritual and put you in the physical real quick. You were created, three-part being. I got to minister to all three. Body, soul, and spirit. I got to minister to all three because daddy told me I had to. <laughs> Wait till you get that spanking. Because I used to tell people, God don't care about your feelings. I did. I don't care about your feelings. It doesn't matter if you're upset. <sighs> See, never mind. Where was I going? bring you back down to the physical. I don't even know where I was going with that. He took me to that. Huh? You were created. Yeah, I lost it. Y'all just deal with it. I'm fully man. <laughs> See? I'm fully man. I'm fully. Where was I going with that? It was a it was a good it was a good example. Huh? Y'all need to stop playing in church so much. Where were we in? Man, I knew it was a good example. I sure did. It's hard for me to talk to y'all. Y'all don't know what goes on up here in this little bean. YouTube, Facebook, y'all hang on or you can go away, whatever. It had something to do about you. It had something to do about you in, in, in the physical. If, if you didn't, oh, how would you react? Or what would you do? How would you have done? If you heard, or how many of you have had your life, that's what it was. Boom! How many of you had your life altered? How many of you have heard certain things in your life, but because of what you saw, you didn't do what you heard? How many of you done it? Come on, I mean, that's it? Okay, all right, rest of your line. 
Absolutely, absolutely we've done it. We, we've done it so many times we can't even keep count. We think it's a normal way of life. That's why you can't agree with it. You think that's what you're supposed to do. No, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So if you've heard from God, hey, maybe you ought to take this. You should go this way. You should do this. But you decided because of what everybody else was saying and what you've seen happening over there, you decided to take another trip. And God the whole time said if you'd have just stepped in there, everything around you would have changed. But we are so quick to identify our circumstance and we align ourselves up with that. Some of you pray like this, Lord, I wish that dress would go on sale. Your prayer ought to be, Lord, I wish you would prosper me so that I could buy it when it's not on sale. See, you don't like that kind of talk. You know, he does exceedingly above and beyond all that we could think or imagine, right? Ain't that, I thought that's what Scripture said. When are you going to live in that? Go again. You're looking in the wrong place. Because he come back and he said, hey, there, there is a cloud about the size of a man's hand. Look, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand. Next verse. He said it was rising out of a what? He didn't say there was a black cloud in the sky. He said there was a cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. Where does water come from? It first comes from here before it comes here. But, but because of our stinking thinking, we're looking up there for the evidence. And the whole time, he said, just because you don't see it, don't mean it ain't happening. I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree that it was there from the moment he said, go see. I believe that it was already there. The problem was, he was oh, he was teaching. We don't like to be taught. He was teaching. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. He was teaching him. You, you, you're walking by your sight, bro. I told you it was there. Because I heard it. And he got up there and he looked. I can see him. He goes, oh, wait a minute. Is that a cloud? The sky's clear. Is that a... We've always viewed this thing as the cloud in the sky. Said it was rising from the sea. Just because you don't see it in full form. Don't mean God ain't forming it. And then he comes back. I love this part. I love this part. Because see, as if you wouldn't have stopped then on the seventh time, or the sixth time, or the fifth time, you would have stopped this time. Because look what he brought him back. He said there was a cloud. Size of a man's hand. There was nothing. 
now there's something. But what's there is insignificant. You started with nothing. You got something. Still not fruition. And you base the promise off the evidence of your situation. You reverted back again. You're walking by sight. Oh, I see something, Elijah, but it's... I mean, I can see. At first, he was excited. Hey, 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 I see it, I see it, I see it. It's out there. Now, it's only the size of a man's hand, though. And Elijah said, go tell Ahab, get in his chairs, and let's roll. We got to go. We got to go. We got to... See, most of us stop because we look at it, we go, man, that's just, that ain't enough to do. Elijah said, nope, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm hearing. I heard it on the far off, and that's what it sounded like. It's coming. I already see it's coming. Go. Go tell Ahab. Get in his chariots. Let's go. Because if you don't, you'll get stopped right in the middle of it. It's going to hold you up. You won't have a flat tire. you have a broken wheel. It'll be in the mud. Tell him to go. He's got to go. And he said, well, I reckon I better go tell him. I mean, everything else he said so far has been right. Just want to surround yourself with somebody. Somebody that you know lives in the spirit of God. And they've come up and they've given you Godly counsel time after time after time after time. And just because this time you didn't like what they said, you run to somebody else outside and they told you something else. And now look at you. You lost your husband. You done lost your wife. You done lost your kids. You done lost your job. You done lost your finance. All of your life went down the tube because you didn't want to hear you didn't, want to hear the, you didn't want to hear that sermon on forgiveness. You didn't want to hear it. Well, the, my, my last pastor told me that I, just because I forgive them don't mean I got to eat with them. Well, fine, live, live that life if that's what you want. Now, if they're shutting you down, it's a different story. But you better be doing your part. God done his. He died for you. <laughs> While you were yet sinners. That, oh, <laughs> that going at Susie. That means that you were dirty, filthy rags. That means you wasn't acting the way he thought you should be acting. And he still died for you. He still forgave you. But see, we won't forgive because they ain't acting right. 
going home. Didn't want to hear that sermon. I like the other one. I ain't like this one. I like that other one, though. How many times do you walk based on what you're seeing and not based on what's coming? If you Listen, if you heard it, and I'll tell you all the time, if you ever come to me and say, God told me this, what do you think? I'm, a, I'm At that point, boy, that's the, easiest, that's the easiest counsel session I'll ever have in my life. Because I look at you and go, I'm glad God told you. What do you want me to do? If God told you, why are you coming to me? I ain't, uh-uh. You ain't trapping me. I've been spanked enough. You're not trapping me. I don't play the God thing. If God told you, and you know God told you, you better do it. If you don't know that God told you, then don't say it. If you're see, there's times, there's times I hear things too, and I go, man, is that God telling me? Is that God? And every once in a while, I'll go and have a conversation, and I won't tell nobody nothing. I just have a conversation. I'm fishing in the pond, looking to catch the big one. I'm waiting for a word of confirmation. You don't know how many times I get it. Man, I was just thinking about you the other day, and you know, with all this and that, you ought to do, and it, and I go, you don't even know what you said. I love you, and I mean it. I gotta go. <laughs> God, why did I doubt you? Why did I even think? Why did I second guess? but we're fully, man. So this is what I want you to do, and I'm, I'm done. This is what I want you to do. Every time your situation becomes your focus, I need you to go, and I need you to sit down, and I need you to get in that place and I need you to shut everything else off. Because what you heard is what you need to believe. That's where you need to stay. Stay on what you believe. Why? Because it's coming. How do you know that? Because if God said it, it's coming. He's not a man that he should lie. Have I not said it? Will I not perform it? He'll never be mocked. Whatever he said will come back achieving exactly that what he sent it for. He's faithful. He said it. Go look again. That's what I'm going to tell Deb when she come home. I'm going to go again. Go look. No, just go look. For real, go look. <laughs> Don't live here. This is going to hurt you. Because everything isn't going to look like it should 
based on your mind. And just because you don't already see the fruition doesn't mean God ain't already working it. He's doing it. Look in the right place. Stop looking in the wrong place. Man, oh, man, I wish I had about another hour. We got to rejoice in the small things. Despise not new beginnings. Elijah said, God's doing it. (laughs) But it's just, I don't care, go. And then he said he girded up his loins. Here's a spiritual significance. When they talk of them girding up their loins, they're pulling up their garment and tying it around their legs so they don't trip as they're running. Do yourself a favor. Don't get so excited in the blessing that you fall there and you don't make it where you're supposed to be going. 